As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. 
Michelle is your number one concern. That's for me to worry about. Tonight, Michael is, is rubbing me the wrong way. Wow. He's a big mouth, and I think he has been since I met him at the Bucks, do. You and I have very different opinions about things. Sure, sure. 100%. That's obviously sort of, you know, tr triggered you a bit there. Michael, I think you're a top guy, mate. But a couple of things were said at the Bucks, do that I was disturbed by. Yeah, tell me. Right? One comment was about my bride if I kissed her on the cheek at the day. Remember that? Yeah. How would it feel? Imagine someone walked down the aisle that was a bit insecure. They're marrying a complete stranger. We're standing there. And then I go in for a handshake or anything in front of her whole family. No, I'm sorry. The kiss is on the lips. Can I ask why? Just excuse me, please. Do you mind? And please let me All right, right, deliver it. Do you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Don't worry about it. Steve, you can't speak to her like that. I don't give a who judges me. Steve is really losing control here. Like, you're sitting here judging someone, but then you're telling your wife to shut up. I didn't tell her to you're, shut up. You're, you're, you're you're so I did not tell her to shut up. Not shut up. He Those words did before. not come out of my mouth. Hang on a minute. Stop, They Steve. did not come out of my mouth. Settle down. Not once. Not once. Do you understand? Michelle Curran was a participant on Season 7 of Married at First Sight Australia. And we've just heard some of a dinner party in which her husband Steve was featured quite heavily. As you may have guessed, Michelle didn't find the love she was looking for on the show. And a quick Google will tell you a lot about Michelle's life since the show ended. She's now an OnlyFans star and so far she's still single. She joins us today to talk about a recent crime that's been perpetrated against her. Michelle Karen became the victim of a sophisticated scam through which she lost a large amount of her own money and friends and relatives of hers lost money too after taking her advice to trust her scammers. It's hard to say how big a part Michelle's fame and honesty played in her becoming a victim of this crime, but the ACCC estimated that Australians lost over $2 billion to scammers in 2021 and they say scam activity has only been increasing year on year. Sadly, many people are too embarrassed to report these crimes. But as you're about to find out, even though Michelle now realises what's happened to her and is speaking out about it, that doesn't mean anyone has swung into action to shut the scam down and protect the rest of us. My experience on Married at First Sight was not pleasant. It took me quite a while to get over the whole trauma of that. But the thing is, I suppose you grow from that. And it helped me with COVID and lockdown. It really, like, put everything into perspective. But I actually went in there so innocently. Like, really, I think I just jump into situations thinking that I was going to meet the love of my life. If it wasn't through that marriage, it was going to be as a result of it. I didn't realise the intensity of the experiment and how it does affect you and the people around you, the people that you consider to be your friends and family. I suppose that's the one thing that we don't consider, how you'll change because of it. The support systems that they have in place during the show, which is basically nothing, all they want is basically for you to stay on the show if you're making good drama. And then afterwards, it's not enough. And you don't, you don't actually trust anyone either because you think, oh, they don't want to hear my problems. And 
Yeah, they, they, for them it was different, but it's not. It's the same for everyone. And we all struggle, whether it's a man or a woman, we all struggle with it. And you build a resilience to um, the negativity. Yeah, and I think we're conditioned as an audience to to have a response. We've been taught to respond by saying, oh, they deserve it. They signed up for this. They wanted to do this. They wanted to get famous and get more Instagram followers. So there's a whole narrative that's created to have no sympathy, no empathy. Um, The audience is also directed on how to feel. I think it just goes back to Roman times, you know, the gladiators with the blood sports. It's We still have that essence. We still want the blood sports. We want to see that punch and, you know, the, yeah, the teeth falling out. We want to see it. We want to hate somebody. We want to love somebody. Yeah. We want, yeah, we want a victim. We want a villain. So... Were you like like genuinely lonely and um, looking for for love at that time in your life? Oh yeah, I'm still lonely. I'm still looking well, for love. Well, this is it. I feel yeah. like yeah, maybe yeah. yeah. So I so I was going to go on the show three years before, and then I started dating someone from school, and so I pulled pulled out because you know I had met my one but it wasn't actually to be. And so then that year they called me up and said, look, we've got the perfect person. Do you want to come on this year? And I said, okay, I don't want drama or anything like that. I just want to meet that person. And I think Jules and Cam had just met and I thought, well, this is obviously going to happen. They did it for them. They're going to do it for me too. And I had about, I don't know, three Instagram followers before that. And I didn't even know what Instagram followers would actually equate to. I didn't know what that means because to me it was nothing. I just thought, well, does that give me money? Does it, does, what does it do? It doesn't do anything really. It just gives you an obligation. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But, and I suppose it was unexpected that I got so much of a following because other people didn't from the series, but I said, but because I was, maybe very honest and open. Like the person you see on the show as Michelle, that's actually kind of my personality. So you put, you've put yourself out there in this extraordinary way. How long after that did you decide to start an OnlyFans account? How did that leap happen? Yeah, so after, after maths, you're very you're kind of pigeonholed. No one takes you seriously anymore. And I was a trainer at the police academy and you know it was always that kind of people would look at you and you know that they're thinking they're saying or you know were you on tv and I'm just like sometimes I just think okay if you want to ask questions you've got two minutes to ask questions and that's over because you're not taken seriously anymore and I was I'm a naturopath as well but people don't believe that you know anything because all they know is you were on maths and you're a reality tv person serious careers two serious careers you've had there like naturopathy takes a lot of study and a training at the police academy is a very serious career uh and people aren't taking you seriously that's really sad Yeah, yeah it's really sad but I think it happens to everyone and you don't realize how it's very subtle at first, but then after a while, like, you know, my boss has said, you know, you really need to con- take control of the situation because if you can't, then you can't stand there and do anything because I'm just a joke now. And I think because I'm a bit li- little bit ditzy and I'm very unique, I think my personality is quite unique. Aftermaths, I think the aftermath, I call it the aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> After math, yeah. I kind of just thought, 
oh, I've got to say, fuck you all. This is yeah. me. If you don't like me, I don't actually really care because you know what? I've got me. I don't need anyone else. Right on. And I really know that I don't need anyone else because in that situation, when you're in that experiment, people are so wanting to be liked. And I found that I didn't actually care. I was still just going to be me. And I did the right thing no matter what. You know, like I always talk about the thing with the Haley toothbrush. Everyone knew for weeks. Oh. They'd watched that video. What was that again? Tell me that again. So, like, Haley's partner had washed the tooth, her, the toilet with her toothbrush. Oh and it was actually very dirty at the time. It was her feces that was on and it. And then he put it back so she would use it again? Yeah, and she used oh it. My God. So. And the thing is, like, everyone knew for two weeks. Like, the person I married, he was pretending to be her best friend. And Hayley was actually not a very kind person to me on the show. She just really liked my husband on the show and she just said, Michelle, you've outed him as being insincere and all of this. Like, we don't like people like you. I'm just like, okay, then don't talk to me. No one talked to me for two weeks because I had outed him out as that. But then when I saw the video, I thought, this is a little bit wrong. Like, you know, I, I got to go to dinner that night with my husband on the show and Dave, and then he showed me and he's like, I said, I kind of laughed because I was uncomfortable. And then the next morning I just rang her, but she didn't answer, so I rang the person next to her and said, tell her to not use the toothbrush. Do not use that toothbrush. And just like everyone else was pretending to be her friend and they just did not want to say it. Like these group of abnormal people, like am I the most normal person here that can still sense what is right, what is morally okay? And the thing that I appreciate about it the most is I actually learned so much about myself. I learned that I am not changeable and I will always do the right thing. It doesn't matter if it means that this I'm going to be persecuted or whatever, I will still do what is right. Um, morally or by my moral compass. So then when the OnlyFans stuff came up, I just thought, you know, you spend hours responding to messages on Instagram. I don't know if you do that. And now I just leave all the message, this messages. There's thousands of them. There's probably hundreds of thousands there. Yeah. And I thought, I'm spending so much time and, like, you know, this my time is money or, like, valuable. Yeah. I'm just going to join OnlyFans and people can pay to talk to me. Is that how it works? I kind of get I kind of get OnlyFans. As, I kind of get it. but And I, I make lots of jokes about OnlyFans, but I don't actually know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was people have to subscribe to yeah. your page. Right. And then they can, that you've got pictures up there. But if they, like, want to talk to you, they have to at least subscribe. So you've got, like, a fan base there. And, and you can talk to them and like they're paying for your time and I feel like that's you know I'm not just doing this for free I'm oh. doing it and you're paying me this is my job I have two pages one is kind of a little bit more PG well it's not really oh. but it's more PG and if you want to just talk to me just go there does it have to be sexy is OnlyFans only sexy or can it just be like no oh. you can learn to play the piano <laughs> or ballet like there's so oh. many you learn how to cook there's so many different genres there and people think oh, oh this is a sex site but it's not it's like a bit of everything I thought and that. you can ab- learn absolutely anything oh. 
So you don't make as much money probably, but if you're selling, if you're teaching something like teaching piano and you're doing it on YouTube, why not get people to subscribe and do it for like a subscription? Wow. I never knew that. I thought I thought it was all sex. So who, whose idea, who brought OnlyFans to your attention? How did you know about it? Probably Haley. I saw Haley doing it and she said that she was making something like 70 grand a month and I'm just like, I don't want to make 70 grand. The first month I made something like $440 and I just thought, this is freaking fantastic. I am doing this. I will never talk to you on Instagram ever yeah. again because this is paid paid chats. And so then anyway, and then Daily Mail got a hold of my um, account after a while, like a few months in, and they they said, um, Michelle's got OnlyFans. And guess what? You could actually watch a video. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Anyway, so then my account went from something like 400, went to 4,000 and 40,000. Wow. I've always had really good body confidence. I don't care if I'm like 100 kilos or 50 kilos. It doesn't matter to me. If you don't like what you see, just turn away. That's your problem. It's not my problem. I like myself in a bikini because I like wearing bikinis. If you don't like it, I don't care. So I was basically going to just do bikinis and a bit of like 90s and look right. like that. And then all of a sudden the more fans you have, like they ask for stuff and you think, okay, I can show boob. Then all of a sudden you get asked for other stuff and your confidence grows. I see it even with Christian Hull. He opened his yeah. um, OnlyFans the other yeah. day or oh, a couple of weeks ago. And I actually met him at Sexpo and we've um, become friends from Sexpo. And I just think, you can see it in him, how it grows as well. Yeah. And that's the thing. The message he posted the other day, it's like I, he said, I want you to all feel that, oh. um, this feeling. And that's something that I thought is uh, like soon after I started. I just thought and I released my brand called Godex <laughs> and it's like everyone has inner Godex, yes. everyone, whether you're male, female, like it's Godex with double X because that's like unisex. So I just think anyone Everyone has this. It's just finding yours. And then once you find it, you can't lose it. I've done exceptionally well for someone my <laughs> age and, you know, someone that you wouldn't expect would excel on OnlyFans, like, you know. And I think that the problem is that I'm not a very extravagant person, so I don't need a lot of stuff. So then I ended up having a lot of money in the bank not knowing what to do with it apart from give it to my kids. And um, yeah. so, you know, I was going to put it into something and then I, I researched it and I found this great idea like on this news article about Kosh, Koshy, who's a finance guy. Poor old Koshy, though, I have to say his, his face and his name are unfortunately attached to a lot of scams, you know. Yeah, and I think they've got Dick Smith yeah. there as well. But anyway, I thought... I thought, okay, I'm going to research this and I research it and there's so many um, articles to say, yeah, this is legit. And the more you research it, there's more saying, yes, they are. And then you they give you an address in London. Yeah, there's a legitimate company called Everise there and they're in that street in London. The Everise company that's in that street has only got one R. But these people have two R's. Oh. And uh, you think sometimes, oh, maybe I'm typing it and I've typed it wrong. 
I wanted to invest in crypto and they they were offering like a broker that would actually help me invest with it and you'd get returns regularly. So I thought, okay, that's fine. And um, so I signed, like put in an in, uh, interest. Like I'm a, sure, yes. I'm sure the website or whatever has a, you know, a form to say, yes, I'm interested, please contact me. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then after a little while they sent me an email. I filled out some other documentation and then they call you. And I initially just put in something like $350 or $200 or something. And I got money back fairly quickly from that. So my dividends from that was something like $140 and they put it back into my account and I was able to withdraw it and put it into my bank account. So clever. So like not a lot, you know, like a modest return. I mean, I'm sure I've never invested in my life. So I'm sure by investment standards, that is a lot. But, you know, it's like they didn't double it or whatever. They were like, yeah, here you go. Here's a little taste of what we can do yeah. and it was really like you have a look at their website it was in line with um the australian financial market so the the numbers were exactly the same whatever was happening um on the the finance markets it was the same as like my actual like your portal so you go into a portal and you can see your money growing and it was exactly that and you'd see the little investment buys and sells and it was just it was very clever and through it I'd keep checking is this real is this real and you're just like yeah you just kept getting more and more stories it's like you know when you start googling something on google then all of a sudden all those stories come up like you know you want to buy I don't know a cat then it's just cat stories totally yeah and yeah so google has that algorithm and then all of a sudden all these ever positive stories kept coming up into my feed and I'm just like okay and the thing is I'm such a sucker I want to find romance and like when they couldn't scam me anymore with the money then they just delivered charming Charles who was like yeah he was everything that I ever looked for. What are you saying? So you got double scared? Well so like Initially, like, you know, I, I think I'd only invested something like ten or 15000 And I thought, I said, look, this guy that was dealing with me, I'm just like, I think I'm over this. I'm just going to take my money out and I'll just go. Next day, he gets sick. And then I get introduced to his manager, you know, who's Charles. And he's charming. He's very charming. He's also very single and open to a relationship via distance. And then he starts sending me flowers and chocolates and he's oh talking God. to me every day and he's going to fly me to London. Like in person talking on the phone or is this like... Yeah, um, I talk to him every day almost. Oh, my God. So this isn't messages like email. This is a man. Yeah, this is a person. Like I was talking to a person before that as well, like, you oh, know, with babes. the finance. So then this guy gets introduced and... Um, um, he's just suave. He knows what to say, but he's also researched me. So he's also very open sexually. He has a daughter exactly like I have a daughter and we've got so much in common. He's very um, risque sexually and he talks about that too. He's logged into my OnlyFans, that's why. And of course. Uh, I just think, wow, this guy has done absolutely everything to know who I am. He knows that, that they know that I'm going to fall for a romantic scam because I've been cheated on or like, like gone to date so many married freaking people that are, think that their perception of 
being single is different to real. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so then he's going to make money for us. This is now mm. us making money. I think that I come across as someone who's probably desperate to find love, to find my one. And I don't hide that. I'm really, really open to finding him. I want that. And I'm on this continual search to find my one. And money is not a big deal to me, but uh, yeah, finding my one is. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. They were very clever. They're in for the long haul. They're not doing their short term. So, you know, one, they're playing on people that actually want to make money. And we all want to have a bit of financial security for, you know, the future. But then when they realized that I wasn't going to do this anymore, because money is just money. If you give me $10 or you give me 10000 it's all the same to me. But then afterwards, they, the romance part, that's actually something. That's something for me. And you know what? I'll give anything. I'll give anything so, you know, to find that one. And I know that sounds very desperate, but it's also, I think it's like my life mission. I just, I'm not a, like I like that women have equality, but I love having a male partner to the female because it allows you to become more feminine and it allows us to be women when we have a man standing next to us. I don't know. That's how I feel. I'm kind of always You do not have to apologise. No, you don't have to apologise for that. We're, you know, humans are animals that like to have companionship. Mm. And I think anyway, and I like that idea. Anyway, so yeah. then they go, he goes through this and it's very, very, he's so clever, so clever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so then I feel like it was a double scam. 
I started to get really sick. I was very stressed and I got pancreatitis and I was admitted into emergency. I don't drink alcohol. People think you're a heavy drinker once you've got pancreatitis. I started to get very, very sick with it. And I was in hospital and I needed some money and I really needed money really quickly and because all my money's with them. And then all of a sudden he disappears. He goes off the, like, you know, and they say to me, he's being investigated. And I'm just like, why is he being investigated? And they say, for inappropriate relationship with you. I'm just like, okay, like, you know, this was all checked and above board. He already spoke to his supervisors. This is not going to be an uh, issue. Anyway, so then I just thought, this is fake. All of a sudden, like, my, you know, not talking to him and, like, being clear, like, having no external, like, um, buzzing, like, you know, coming in. Then I thought, this is fake. And then, you know, when it all came up, I thought, so did he not really like me? Oh, <laughs> And I kind of missed that interaction every day. Yeah. Which is really sad because it wasn't even real. I know, but it's that's I fully relate to that reaction. Absolutely. Yes. And I was so yeah. lonely for like weeks later thinking, God, I really miss him. I know it wasn't real, but I miss that interaction. So sad. I feel so sad because I think that, oh, what kind of desperado am I? But I just think that, yeah, I missed it. No, you're not a desperado. I mean, no, you're a victim of crime. You're a victim of a very sophisticated crime. And, I mean, how much did they get from you in the end? Uh, It's about 55. 5000 from me and then the rest from my, because I recommended my cousin and my uncle and auntie and so they also lost quite a considerable amount of money, so over 100000 with them. It's terrible. I feel very, very guilty, like, you know, because my uncle and auntie are retired. This is their retirement money. How would I recommend these people to anyone? I just, I don't know why I did how I did. And when I actually said, the one thing about Charles, I said, I'm going to start up an account for my kids. And he said, oh, don't, don't, it's okay. Just do it in yours. And I just think, okay, you know what? Maybe he kind of liked me. (laughs) And that's what I think, when I think reflect on that. What a freaking idiot. I still think. That's really interesting though. I wonder if he did have a moment of conscience where he said, oh God, I can't, yeah, it's just like it's kind of heartbreaking because it's like a romance gone wrong as well. Like, you know, just like a double, a double whammy. It was not real. It was not real. I know that it wasn't real. Honestly, I, I have read about stories before about scammers. Statistically, uh, it's people with higher IQs who are scammed more effectively. There's a weird thing about smarter people Believing that they can't be scammed. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. That's how it, yeah, that's how it tends to work. It tends to be something like less intelligent people assume they're being scammed, apparently. And so they don't, they don't go for anything. So they miss out on opportunities more often. But smarter people go, no, I'm, no, no, I've researched it. I'm pretty confident. And unfortunately, babes, Smarter people tend to be scammed more often and for longer. You are the victim of a really intense campaign by a very sophisticated crime gang. I mean, because that's a shitload of money. Like, you you would have been high priority. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I think maybe. And also it was like it went on for months, like months. Yeah. Like seriously, it was like I had a relationship with him <laughs> for at least three or four months. Yeah. And yeah. and like with the whole investment, it's it's going on to almost six months that we were together. And so it was it was a long haul. They didn't get a lot of money from me in the beginning for a long time until they introduced Charles. They're very good at it, and I just think, but then now there's a constant phone call. So that all came out maybe, I don't know, September, October, and then I've reported it to absolutely everyone. Who do you report it to? You report it to who, the AFP? Yeah, you report it to, like, to the A. Triple C, ACSC, like you reported to all these scam watches. But I'm thinking like the Australian Federal Police, like the Interpol, like I'm thinking this, surely this is an international crime game. Yeah. Like, and that's a lot of money. But it is investment fraud. That's actual fraud. Yeah. And you just think, yeah. And do you know what they do? They give you a number when you report it. Oh, you've got, now I've got a reporting number, like, you know. But what are you going to do? Nothing. They do nothing. So I've tried to look at everywhere that I've reported it to see if they've actually put a a warning somewhere and there's no warning. Really? So the company can still function very well. And I just think that's what's frustrating. You're just like all these financial institutions that are protecting us, Nowhere yeah, is there something no. that says don't invest with this pe- these people. And that's what I'm so, so upset about. What about the actual company Everrise with 1R in London? Yeah, they haven't responded to me. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they're an actual financial company. Don't they want to not be associated with this? But the thing is they're not actually getting any bad PR because every time you write something on the internet, it just gets taken down. So when news.com did the story and she put pictures and that's like the first time I've actually seen it stay there. I'm just like, thank you. Like as Alex Cohen, I'm just like, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for putting their names up. I would have assumed you would have an Australian federal police person working your case. No, uh, no one. I, I'm shocked. No, there's no one. And even when I called the police about it, yeah. like again, like when I work for the police, I'm just like, yeah. what are you doing about it? Because these people are now harassing me. Like I get about four or five calls every day harassing me. Saying what? What are they saying now? They were like swearing at me because I sent them a copy of like a, like me putting it on the internet and they started like... Yeah, but the harassment was terrible. It was, they were just like calling me everything under the sun and just really? like then I just stopped answering because I can't handle that kind of abuse. Your charming guy, did, did, did he ever ring back after you were in hospital? No, no, he never rang back. The, the actual company calls and says, we need another 12000 to release your money. And I'm just like, right. well... I don't, I'm not going to give it to you. They're saying, well, you're going to lose now 140000 because that's apparently how much money I've got um, invested in there. So you're going to lose all of your 140000 US. Mm. And I just said, yeah, I'll use, lose it all. I'm not giving you any more money. The constant now, like, do I change my number? They started ringing me on my other phone. How the frick do they have my second phone number? <laughs> it's like... It's like you're on like a list now. I'm on a kind of list where this person is a good person if you want money.
And when I rang the police to say, you know, now they're harassing me and it's really, really, like it's kind of scary because I don't know what they're going to do. They actually know where I live. They've been sending me stuff. Anyway, but they just said, well, they can't really do a lot. Every person that you're meant to report it to, I've done it. And then like all these people, like the Australian Financial Complaints Authority, the ASC, like all these financial people that are meant to look after this now, why haven't they said anything? Because Australians are now still putting money into it. Even the banks, because I use Suncorp and Commonwealth Bank. Okay. Have they actually listed it somewhere? No, they haven't. So they're not flagged now either with, mm. the, with the financial institutions. So people using money from those accounts can still contribute. Now I feel very let down by our whole, the financial investigations and the police and everyone. I feel very let down by that. And like everyone that invests from the point of the time that I reported it back in September, everyone after that, they're responsible for that because they did nothing. They did nothing. And I know that I've done it. I've got the documents to say, I've actually reported this. Now you need to do something. These people that are meant to kind of protect you. Okay, I made a really dumb mistake. But I, okay, I'm telling you I made a dumb mistake. Now, can you please tell other people? The way you feel about yourself after you discover this is terrible because you know what? I haven't had money before. I have like, I've been like a single mum. I've always been kind of like paycheck to paycheck. I've never had any kind of extra money. Having that extra money was what I felt like, yeah, it was setting me up for the future. And every time I've posted about it, people are like, oh, you're so dumb. How did you fall for that? You're so, you know, and just like, okay, yeah, I'm dumb. I always thought I'd never do it, but I did. But here you go. This is my information. Share it so somebody else doesn't do it. Thank you to our guest, Michelle Karen. Unfortunately, we don't have any details to share if you have a similar story but we would like to hear from you because we're following up. You can find our contact details in the show notes and on our Facebook page. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.